Okay, so as we begin the, um, the student-athlete evening, I just want to start with a scripture verse, and then I'm going to uh, make an argument about something. I do like to argue at times, make points. Uh, before we begin, we'll just begin with a scripture verse. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. This comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Do you not know that the runners in the stadium all run in the race, but only one wins the prize? Run so as to win. Every athlete disciplines in every way, or exercises discipline in every way. They do it to win a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. Thus I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it for fear that after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. So one thing St. Paul talks about, and why this is important as we come here as student-athletes, he talks about fighting for an imperishable crown. So during Lent, we talked about last week, we talked about the homily, we talked about that so many things on this earth are going to turn to dust. So one day, sad as it might sound, the Lombardi trophy is going to turn to dust. And Super Bowl rings are going to turn to dust. And you think of uh, the World Series trophy or um, even those green jackets, uh, golfers get a turn of dust someday. And one reason that St. Paul is giving you wisdom is he wants you to learn how to have fun when you play a sport. So I want to think, you, think of what your favorite sport is. You played many sports. Zero. What, what is your favorite sport? Just raise your hand. What's, your, what's one of your favorite sports? What's your favorite sport? Gymnastics. Gymnastics, okay. Volleyball? Gymnastics. Gymnastics. Basketball. Basketball? Swimming. Swimming? What do you got, Michael? T-ball, sweet. Baseball. 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 Basketball. Basketball. Okay, so we play these sports, but if we ultimately know, and we look at world-famous athletes, the ones that have achieved the highest success in those particular sports, a lot of them are some of the most unhappy people in the world. And the question is, well, why is that? Let's look at, I just want to look at uh, two people that are very famous. The first one is Michael Phelps, the highest uh, gold medal winning Olympian. He has 20, I believe 22 or 23 gold medals and 28 medals, period, which means he's the most uh, highly decorated athlete in the world as far as highest competition level. So him, and also look at Tom Brady, so recent Super Bowl winner. And we'll look at Tom Brady first. So Tom Brady... NFL quarterback, in 2009, he had an interview with 60 Minutes, right? So it's a special they do on CBS. And he said, I'm still searching for more. I've achieved worldly glory, but I'm still searching for more. I don't know what it is, but I'm actually not completely happy. Which you'd wonder why, after he won three Super Bowls, now he's won six, why isn't he happy? Well, he's achieved earthly success, right? So he has the highest accolade in sports, and he's not happy. He's got the earthly crown, but St. Paul, out of the wisdom, says we should, we should search for an imperishable crown. Now let's look at Michael Phelps for a second here. So he has won the most gold medals ever, and at one point, he almost threw it all away. He had, he had just been, been to the Olympics two times, and he had the most uh, awards ever, and he actually found himself doing drugs. He found himself... Uh, eventually going to rehab because he was incredibly unhappy. He achieved the highest success possible. 
ever. But for some reason, he wasn't happy. And deep down, underneath all that, when he went to rehab and he, he met Ray Lewis, another uh, NFL superstar, he's now he's going to be, I believe he's, um, I believe he's in the Hall of Fame or will be soon. And he, he talked to him about God and, and the reality of what, what's this all really about. And deep down, Michael Phelps, what he was really looking for, what he was really looking for was his father to love him. And he had to find out that in that process of all, the gold, all those gold medals, what he's really doing, he's trying to prove, hey, look at me, look at me. He didn't know it in his consciousness, but in his subconsciousness, he was really looking for his identity to be fulfilled. So then the next time he went to the Olympics, the Olympics, the last time he went, he went with so much more peace, so much more focus, because he said, I'm going to retire after this. I know I reconciled my relationship with my dad. Um, I struggle with depression from time to time, but I know that all these medals don't really mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of thing, things. So what does that mean to you all as All Saints athletes? My argument that I want to make is that if you are a true Christian athlete, you're the best athlete. But if you're an athlete who is just totally focused on getting the trophies and totally focused on getting the glory and being in the newspaper and all those things which aren't bad in themselves, but if you're totally focused on getting the attention of others, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, and the question is, how long can you keep that going? How long can you keep that going? Because a true Christian athlete, and my goal is, as a priest is to always remind you of who you are. If you play sports out of your identity, of being a son or a daughter of God, and God is most pleased when we're in that, we hear in Mark 1.11, you are my beloved son and with you I am well pleased. If we know who we are, we have so much more peace because we know God who is Father is going to take care of us. And even somebody like Michael Phelps, who had all the glory, right? And it led him to searching for more and searching for more. And Tom Brady, even after three Super Bowls and a couple MVPs, still wondering, is there more, is there more? And St. Paul said it 2,000 years ago that we should be searching for an imperishable crown, not a perishable crown. Because all of our trophies, your trophies and the trophies I won playing sports growing up, they're going to be dust someday. But what's going what's to remind you of the teams you played on? It's going to be the relationships you built with one another and the hard work you put in with one another and how you had to pray before games and do those hard things to discipline yourself to hopefully know that winning is absolutely important. That's why we keep score. I'm not saying winning is not important, but what's going to come down to is knowing that you have these friendships. You have people you can rely on. And that's one of the best things sports gives us is those friendships when you learn discipline. And then we get to do something when you get older because you actually get to give back and teach other people how to play the sport, how to take joy in what you jo we take joy in. For any of the parents who are here, you know that when you play a sport, it's fun to play. But it's even more enjoyable when you see somebody else get the joy that you got. When you taught them how to either make that slap shot in hockey or when you taught them how to make that free throw, right? All those things are super important, but it's important to empty ourselves into others. So everything you've been given now, it might sound strange, Everything you're given in sports is actually is meant to be given away to somebody else. To be a coach someday, to be a teacher of that sport. And to know that you, know, you might have trophies, but some of the most successful people, you look at like Shaquille O'Neal, 
his dad would never let him look at his trophies because he didn't want him to get caught up in the earthly success and get proud. Hey, look at all my trophies. Because that's not what it's really all about. Last thing. So as you play sports, my encouragement is to slow down and take moments to invite Jesus into your sporting activity. This past summer, I played baseball with Anawa, and there was one particular game we were playing in Burnhamwood, and it was a kind of a back-and-forth game, just a couple runs. It was, a, it was a kind of a pitching duel, and I got put in the game to pitch at the last few innings. And we went into the game, and it was, it was a tie game, 3-3, three to three, going into the eighth inning, or the bottom half of the eighth inning, so I had to pitch. And I remember just walking out to the mound and picking up the ball and just saying to Jesus, this is so much fun. Thank you for this gift of playing knowing that that was more joy, there's more joy there than even winning a trophy because we had a horrible record. We were not a good team. But the moments that stand out to me are moments like that, where I was able just to own my sonship, to know that God is pleased by me using my athletic ability to glorify him and not to look at trophies. So I'm just going to read our, our reading again. And I just want you just to look at and just listen to what St. Paul is saying. And I want you to imagine him as if he's the only one speaking to you. So some of you are heading into summer sports. Some of you have sports later tonight. You've got practices, all those fun things. But maybe when you do those sports next time, focus on the imperishable crown. And what is the imperishable crown? It's a crown that was a thorn that was placed on the Lord's head, which looks so crazy in the eyes of the world, but really it's a crown of a king. So listen to St. Paul speaking to you. Do you not know that the runners in the stadium all run in the race, but only one wins the prize? Run so as to win. Every athlete exercises discipline in every way. They do it to win a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. Thus I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and I train it for fear that after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. So my encouragement to you is to focus on those two athletes, looking at, looking at Michael Phelps, arguably the best athlete the world has ever seen at this point. And his, his life should prove to us there's more. What he was searching for is that identity as a son, to know that you're loved. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't do enough spiritual push-ups. You can't win enough trophies to make God loves you. He just loves you. And then, looking at somebody like Tom Brady, great athlete, pushed himself, did a lot of work. He's one of the most disciplined athletes that's out there. But then he even said, even after three Super Bowls and a, and a Super Bowl MVP, there's got to be more to life than this. And they're really just looking for what St. Paul said, that imperishable crown. So as we give you your awards, these are, these are great. They're great acknowledgments. And I, and I hope you take pride in those because you, you put hard work in. But the real gift is, is eventually learning how to slow down and, and knowing that God loves when you play sports, when you use the gifts that he gave you and has given you to glorify him. Because you have to think of different people in your lives that you come across that are unable to play sports. A lot of the reason why I played sports is because I have hands. I have feet, right? I have legs that, that function. There's so many people in the world who are unable to do it. And we start doing it to, just to recognize the gift of our bodies functioning like that. When we're able to glorify God, and he just takes so much pleasure in you using your gifts, you using your talents. But if it's all about me, and I start pounding my chest, and it's, it's about me and my trophies, 
we're missing the point. So as we go forward, this is really good to have, to have these awards, to, to, to be acknowledged. But the real acknowledgement is to be acknowledged by our God, who is Father, who is so incredibly in love with you. And he loves, it, loves you most when you allow yourself to be loved as a son or a daughter. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter what I think or what your teachers think or your parents think. It matters what God thinks. So let us close by praying in our Father, to know that God is our Father, and just put him first and to thank him for the year of athletics, to thank him for these witnesses like St. Paul, and just to prove to us that it's not about the perishable crown, it's about the imperishable crown, to know that heaven awaits us and we're called to use our, our gifts on earth before we die. So I will close in prayer by praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.